don't matter what your name is Share your story, we'll be waiting for uh, 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 yeah. For the haters, whoa What's up, everybody, and welcome back to For the Haters Podcast. Today, we have another special guest with us, um, but before I go and introduce him, I'm going to let you know who is in the room. We have Laura, who's our writer and director. What's up, guys? Uh, you have Becky, <laughs> myself. What's up, everyone? <laughs> um, then we have Zach. Zach, you want to say hi? Um, and then we also have in the room with us, Zeth. How's it going, everybody? Zeth is Zach's boyfriend. <laughs> uh, Zeth will probably... They're both cute. Yeah. Zeth will probably come in towards the end a little bit, so he won't be talking much. Um, if you guys have not done so already, make sure to go check out this week's video. Um, there's a really... I know we say this every week, but every week we're not lying. Um, there's a really important message to be heard in the video. We're going to touch on it more now but um like always the video is really important to go check out as well um so yeah jump right in (laughs) i'm not really sure the best way to ease into this um so i guess there won't be a way to ease into it um if you kind of just want to go ahead and start and you know talk about I guess just from the beginning, just, you know, when everything started and, um, you know, why we're here and what we're going to be talking about. My name is Zach, and we're here today to discuss surviving child sexual abuse. Um, I was between the ages of six to nine years old when I was a victim of sexual abuse uh, by a... Um, neighborhood friend who was also a male and a teenager and currently I'm going through the healing process I am seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist so I figured this would definitely help me heal and get a message out there to help anybody else going through the same thing that doesn't know how to begin the process where to start Um, but we have help and there's direction and and guidance and it's there's never a time frame there is never a time never too late i know there's this whole stigma going around about you know people coming out way later you know talking about abuse and things like that but for your own healing purposes there really is never a time frame that's too late for you to come out and say it and to start a healing process from you know something like this Exactly. There's not because it's all about when you're ready to tell your story. It's it's about you. It affects you. It's how you live every day. Uh, and everybody process, processes everything differently. So something that traumatic um, definitely takes time for you to process. And it, it takes time for you to feel. I don't think there's ever a feeling where you feel ready. Um it always feels the same, but I think it gets easier the more you talk about it. Um, and I think with this, you know, you've given me a, a way for this to reach other victims, um, past victims. I don't like saying that I'm a victim now because I'm a survivor now. I think that's important for people to know. If you've gone through it, 
you've survived it. If it's current, you're a victim. That's how I look at it. Um, I don't want to really re- we like to try not to repeat too much of the things that we've talked about in the video, um, just so that if there are people that are watching both, which they hope or listening to both, which they hopefully are, watch um, both. What? Yeah, watch both <laughs> or listen to both. Um, so we don't like bore them with not that your story is boring, but um, to ca- kind of give a, a bigger, quick summary of the things that we did go over in the video. Um, you know, we talked about when you realized it, what this was, was wrong, you know, the process that you went through of, you know, you didn't really come out and speak about it until you're 27 years old. That's almost 20 years later. Um, you know, the one thing I do want you to retouch on is, uh, you know, the strength that you had to find, uh, to tell your parents about it. Um, I know that, you know, telling a stranger is completely different than, you know, looking at people in the face that you love, that love you, um, that, you know, that's something that goes beyond, you know, opening up to just anyone. So if you want to kind of talk about that. Sure. To clarify, for those who may not have seen the video yet, and again, I hope you do, Zach is presently 27 years old. I am. So this is, you know... This is something that is ongoing. This mm-hmm. is a, a current situation, and I think that that's important to note that yes. this is, you know. Up until three, four months ago, two months ago, actually, cause I started this process three to four months ago, um, but two months ago I told my parents. It was very, very hard to deliver, you know, something so unexpected. Um, but the way it came about, my mom, and this is how Zeth, my boyfriend, knows the details this is what caused the breakdown my mom had texted me out of the blue always curious of what i'm going through you know with all of the the mental problems that i've been dealing with um that have been ongoing since i was basically a child um she had asked me is there something i don't know that happened to you as a child so i had a breakdown but i lied in that moment i did not feel prepared to, you know, inform her that she's right. And I believe that's just mother's intuition. I don't know what that feeling's like, but I, I definitely believe that's what it was. Um, we were in the car, we were driving somewhere, and I remember pe- repeating it to Zeth, but my voice was cracking. You know, I, I couldn't read it clearly. I just remembered getting really upset. And that's when I went into detail with him, but... Telling my parents I I had a lot of fear for the way they were going to feel. Not only for me, but as parents. Um, You know, repeating what I said on the video that you better have watched. (laughs) Um, They're supposed to protect you. That's my insight as a, you know, from a parent perspective. Not personally being one, but knowing people that are parents, my parents, um... You want to protect your children, and I think knowing they were going to feel failed, um, it, it hurt. I didn't want them to ever feel like they weren't good enough. So that was a, a very challenging point to get across to them in a, in a time where they were very emotional um, and trying to process everything I was telling them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's interesting in the, I know in, we always say like in the video, but you talked about how this was going on the same time as the, your parents' divorce. And so you had something to blame your anger on, which, you know, is really sad to think about because like, thankfully for your sake, I guess you had something as an outlet to give it a reason for. Um, but sometimes kids don't have that reason and they just look like they're disturbed or, you know, troubled kids for no reason when there like are valid reasons to act the way that that you did um you know I remember I can't I don't remember who I was talking to it was a mutual friend I think it was Mo um because she knows your mother mm-hmm. and you know Mo's been on our channel as well and she's a new a new mom right. so when you posted about this Mo had automatically reached out to me and she was she had like a breakdown because she has a, ch- a new child to this world and you know if your mom had a because ch- she knows your mom very well if your mom had a child that that could happen to you know it could happen to anybody exactly. um and she like had a a whole moment herself so it's really hard to think about like coming from a parent's perspective like i'm not a parent but a parent's perspective of you know not being able to protect your child and there's no black and white thing to that because you can't shelter your kid from the world. You can't just hold them back from going out there. You know, there, there wasn't a way for your parents to, to know there wasn't a way for your parents to protect you. There wasn't something at least in this case they could have done better. No. And, and that's, that's hard. That's, that's a heartbreaking thing. And that's a guilt that you've been holding onto your entire life for them. Right, right. Um, and that's a huge part of this process too. Is is allowing them to hold some of your guilt, which I'm sure they're more than happy to hold for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like in a way he's protecting them. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. and that's what been part of the reason for the past twenty years. You've kept this to yourself. Right, and a lot of I struggled a lot with feeling selfish, and I think it's important for I struggled a lot with feeling selfish for wanting to open up about this and finally tell my parents after years because those questions come up why did you wait so long um why is why is it now and again it's to touch on there is no limit to when you should tell um and i think a part of my healing process is for awareness like new parents like our mutual friend Mo, um, so that they they do know because my mom struggled with well how didn't I have any signs? I masked it by saying it was due to your divorce, mm-hmm. you know. And kids are very resilient, and I think that's what we need to remember is as much as we hate to to realize, that, not hate, but I guess give credit for kids are smarter than we think. And um, they they can make up lies, you know, and, and that's what's scary about it. For anybody that is going through it, there's not always, parent-wise, there's not always signs, you know. And, and we touched a lot of that in my therapy sessions. My therapist had asked, did a doctor ever realize during a physical, did your mom ever notice and you know not to get graphic but in your underwear anything like that and 
No, because I don't know how, but I was, I was able to basically hide it, and I did for a very long time. But my message, the whole point in doing this and not even rehashing it because I'm just starting the healing process of this all um, is for awareness and for people to know there's an outlet. There's, there's always help. There's a way out. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was very adamant on using survivor versus victim because right now I'm not a victim. Nobody is hurting me anymore. For years I felt like I somebody was hurting me, but now I'm a survivor. There's a bunch of different things that I definitely want to talk about. Um, they're probably not going to really jump into police. I feel like none of our podcasts really go in order of anything. Uh, but the one thing that comes to mind, you know, with Zeth sitting here is obviously you're gay. Um, they're that uh, <laughs> obviously well not you're, you're not yes. you subjectively <laughs> but we know that um like the, the, well to like to zach like coming out is a process that unless you're in the shoes of someone like you just don't quite understand the difficulties of it mm-hmm. um it, and even from a female's perspective i this is my own personal opinion I see it as a hundred times easier for a female than a male. And in my experience, a lot of my male friends that are out, um, they go through like a it, 10 times worse of the coming out process. And like I said, that's hard in itself. And adding this type of thing to it, um, we talked about in the video about, you know, it, it if it had affected you for for a while, you know, you blamed that almost on the fact that you were gay. Um, if if you want to kind of talk about that, I think I think that's really important. One hundred percent, I agree. It is important because I think there's a lot of heterosexual people that are abused by the same sex, and they struggle for years thinking, you know, because of being manipulated into these sexual behaviors that they are they're they're conflicted with their sexuality and they think that they're gay and that's that's what i went through um in the years that leading up to me coming out and before i realized and was educated enough about sexuality in general um i did blame it on being abused because it was easy and Honestly, that was all I knew. Um, but now, I definitely know it, it. That wasn't. That did not make me gay. I was gay beforehand. <laughs> I was born gay, um, and I think that is important to recognize with uh, survivors and victims if it's with the same sex and you don't. You, you know that you don't feel attracted to that same sex because you are manipulated to believe that you are. You don't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, and and it doesn't make you that way. I think that it's a big misconception it a is. lot of times, it too. I, and I'm not sure if it's, it's more so on, not that the genders matter, but I constantly always hear, like, for if if it was a female that's gay... Like it's, 
I hear people ask like, oh, I wonder if they got like sexually abused by a man when they're young, when they were younger, that caused them to be like this. I've heard um, that too. Mm-hmm. And now that I think about it, I've, I've heard that a lot. Like I've yeah. heard people like make those comments quite a bit, um, which is infuriating to, you know, think that. And it's weird to just automatically assume that you know, something you traumatic know, happened exactly, to them. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe that could be the case for some um and i've i've even been asked well wouldn't that kind of make you go the opposite way since you were abused by a male (laughs) well there's been years where i i thought i would never love a male Mm -hmm. you know and here i'm standing sitting in front of somebody i love that's a male um and you're you're right society is a lot more accepting of women Mm -hmm. and they always have been um with sexuality and i guess it's because women are allowed to be more translucent i yeah you know and um not that i I hate on that i I certainly don't but I, i do agree you're correct in coming out in itself it's for a man it shatters your masculinity um and to society you just you kind of don't feel like a man anymore mm-hmm. you almost become a second class exactly human. yeah yeah or citizen right right and not that i think i've heard many comments on both sides of it you know lesbians and and gay men um as second class citizens mm-hmm. type but lesbians are way more accepting because I don't know why. <laughs> I honestly yeah, don't have don't, the answer for that, but yeah. it, it's it's it, it true. Is how, yeah, we've talked we've talked about that before. I think it's I think it's because men accept it more than women do. You know what I mean? Like men men, men women, think two women. Yes, when a le- when there's two lesbians, men think that's hot. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. As compared to when a guy thinks sees a, a gay male, they look at it as disgust. You know, right? Because but it's it's almost like they're a hypocrite because. They're saying it's okay for two women to be together, but not two men. It's just... Right, yeah. And in this regard, women get a pass. It's mm-hmm. strange, mm-hmm. but it's true. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And it's weird that it, it you ought to, They, m- more so men, um, and women too, but you jump right to the sexual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, but like two women being together why do you automatically assume the the sex they're having yeah um and that's the same with with males and i think i see progression with that mm-hmm. in a way um yeah i mean that's a that is a whole nother topic <laughs> that's but, a whole, i mean on it actually i would probably <laughs> love for to have you guys come back on where we could talk about it because i know zeth has a lot more to say from coming from that standpoint just because I've had conversations with you outside of this. Yeah. Like, Zeth works in a workplace where, like, most people don't even know he's gay because he doesn't... They don't accept it. Yeah, yeah. or... Yeah, he doesn't... Because when you look at him, he doesn't look gay. Not that people have a look, but, like, stereotypically, he doesn't act gay. He doesn't come off as gay. So it's completely different situations for if both of If I didn't know that he was sex boyfriend, he could have fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets that. Yeah, we get that a lot. He's yeah. so gay, though. <laughs> He's so gay. <laughs> There's nothing second class about it. Yeah. 
Anyways, back back on topic. <laughs> um, so when you did come out, you were how old? 16. To my parents, 16. 16. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and even in that process, your mom, you know, you were going through a lot mm-hmm. at that age already. Um, so your mom encouraged you to go to therapy. Right. Um, so you had been going to therapy and, and it is, it actually is crazy to me that, you know, you brought it up in the video that there was not a therapist that asked you if you had previously been like sexually abused when you were younger mm-hmm. and and not that people should make that assumption, but I just feel like that's always just like something that's, I mean, I've been to a bunch of therapists and it's always something for me that's like asked of me, um, especially like when talking about not knowing where my anger is coming from or, you know, X, Y, and Z. Right. I remember when you would fill out the paperwork, they would ask, obviously I lied and I shouldn't have, but I did. I didn't feel ready. But during actual sessions, they never asked. And I think it was because I redirected a lot of the anger towards my sexuality that was why my mom wanted me to go there. She knew I was so angry with myself and, and with life in general at that time, being 16. Um, but also, my parents' divorce, I, I turned it back to that. Um, there was always an excuse instead of being honest. And I think that was a, a huge revelation that I, that I had with myself a couple of months ago you know, stop having this fight and, and just admit what's really going on in your mind. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was, a lot of it stemmed from this. We didn't talk about it in the video, but, and I don't know if you want to talk about this, um, but we've talked about this personally. Um, you had, you had like hit a point in your life, right? Like it was the lowest of lows when you finally opened up about this. Oh, yeah. And it was, you know, you were taking one way where, you know, you were going to continue life or you weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's all built up over 20 years. This is, you know, this all came to, it came to a head at 20 years, like, afterwards. And you lived this entire life just holding on to this. Um, it, you know, there had to have been some type of sense of relief, you know, afterwards after after the initial shock of of everything that happened like was happening in that moment and and it's still fresh that relief Mm -hmm. might have not even come yet um no I definitely felt relief the day I told my mom and the day I told my dad it was I wouldn't say made things better but it it was more helpful no you know that they, they knew and they knew after all these years, that's what I was suffering from. That's what caused the issues I had. Um, and then the, finally, they they had a way of helping, knowing the real me. You know, instead of masking, oh, I hate my job. You know, at, at all of these different periods of my life when I would have breakdowns, um, there was something to blame except for this. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it wasn't until I was 27 I could finally say those words to both parents. Um, And I was still full of fear, but the moment I said, you know, I'm a survivor of sexual child abuse, 
it was like, wow, I said it out loud to the most two important people in my life. Now moving forward, they, they, they're so supportive and it is a relief. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's, it doesn't just go away. It never will. It's a part of me, but I think an important thing to remember for anybody that's listening, you know, that's going through the same thing or has gone through it or is thinking of going through it, um, you will in some way and, and somehow in your form and you, you will overcome it and it, it won't define you. That is what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. It'll never define you. And I think for 20 years I was slowly, like you had said, going in one direction um, and I was letting it define me slowly but surely it was it was become it was it was drowning me um into this terrible dark place and that you know that morning i just i i i knew it was time to have a new definition behind my name and it it wasn't going to be that Mm -hmm. it wasn't going to be that i am dealing with being a victim it was going to be i'm learning how to survive this and I'm not going to one person for 20 years took a lot away from me and I wasn't going to let them take my life that's what it came down to that was very good thanks (laughs) I'm glad you found that yeah so you, you tell your parents obviously they're more than receptive they they're supportive they feel a tremendous amount of guilt and and I don't know what it's like to be a parent either, so I can only imagine both sides of that conversation. But I do know what it's like to be in a relationship, and we do have the pleasure of having your boyfriend here. And I would really like to know what your relationship was like before you had this revelation, before you divulged everything that you divulged to him, and what it's like now. And I want both of you at some point to speak on that because, you know, we have the opportunity to have both sides of, of this, you know, of, of, of this conversation here. So, you know, Zach, I mean, if, if maybe you want to lead us into it and then Zeth, I'd love to know your perspective. Yeah. I'm more curious about what he has to say first. Well, first to put this on the table you guys have been together for almost seven years so you've been right. together for a very long time mm-hmm. um sorry to cut you off Beth, but before he starts i would just like to know your thought process getting into a relationship um you know you talked about how you didn't know if you were going to be able to love someone because of this um like especially a man because of this um you know what was that like allowing yourself to fall in love with someone well i put a guard up for a very long time i (laughs) sorry to admit this in front of you but i think for a year for a year for years it made me a very like sexually active person because i thought that's all my value was, mm-hmm. you know, for, I, I just, I thought of myself as only as being that. available sexually. It's actually very common. I don't know if you know that. I, I know a lot of, I don't know why, but I know a lot of people that are victims of child abuse. Um, and you either take it, it's 
one way, one or, the way other, or the you other. You either become a very like overly sexually active person, and that's a very common thing to happen. Or you uh, withdraw and you're you, totally abstinent. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's it's, mm-hmm. it's more it's more so common that the person becomes like insanely sexually active. Wow. Right. Yeah. And I was, but there's also moments where I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like it, it would go it would go both ways. Um but leading up to meeting him, I I didn't know that I was looking for a relationship. Um I was honestly scared, you know. What if they did know this truth about me eventually? Would they still accept me? Um, and in that being 19, I think we were when we started dating, 20, um, being so young, you know, I, I had a lot of insecurities that I still have now, but I, I, I've grown to whatever, accept, I guess you could call it. But I didn't know what there was to love about me. So I think that was hard in the beginning. Um, I think trust was very, very hard. Um, Not just because of who he was, but because I'm allowing somebody to be a very important role in my life. Mm -hmm. And it it was hard for me to allow people into my life like that. Mm -hmm. But you did. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. He let you in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I didn't realize how horrible that was. <laughs> I kind of thought you did, and I no. thought you were doing that intentionally. But... Uh, I literally hate myself. <laughs> there was pun Keep intended. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I love the pun. <laughs> All right. So, th- yeah, thank you for talking. I-, I just wanted to, you know, touch on that before we talk about now. But even, you know, and I said this actually off camera but like your guys relationship was affected by this not knowingly mm-hmm. um you know you lashed out you had your insecurities you had your what we thought was zach about you you know what i mean we, there's yeah. qualities about yourself that this person had affected your entire life mm-hmm. um and this is all new you know this is a new a new thing that both of you are dealing with and and learning to cope with right um so yeah so Zeth, if you want to chime in <laughs> all right uh so before sorry i'll start out before uh he told me uh how it affected our relationship hey. so pretty much um he was angry a lot um irritable never understood why we would get into like little bickers fights here and there um all from absolutely the smallest thing that would set it off and uh, I always thought that it was something I was doing wrong. Uh, for a long time, I never understood what was wrong until, uh, you know, one day he came forward and told me what had happened to him when he was younger. And then it all made sense um, from that point on. And that was, so he, we've been together almost seven years, but he knew about two years into the relationship okay. that I was abused. But mm-hmm. he didn't know details of it right yes yeah, you no, didn't i didn't know, know i just know that it happened you but knew i knew nothing of like four what, months how ago. or where yeah. or who nothing well how did that change your relationship though because when you're two years deep with person i mean so when i found out right when you okay, initially so found when out. i initially found out i immediately was like mad not at him but at the fact that it happened to him sure and the fact that i can understand i that, wanted right? to do something about it and i was i was going to but obviously 
you know, he had explained that, you know, has to be, he has to be ready to do it. And um, so I couldn't do anything because it's on his terms. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it beat me up a lot um, because there's nothing I could have done. Or to this day, there's nothing I really can do except be here. Um, but after finding out, I, I think things have gotten a lot better because now I understand why the rage is there, why he gets into mood swings. Sometimes he, he snaps, he's irritable, doesn't want to be around. You know, it, it, it makes sense. It all adds up. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much Did Did it. your... Um not stance, but like, did did this, I guess, deepen or worsen when you found out the actual details of what happened, or or did it always sort of exist anyway? So like, when you were two years in, you found out that it happened, and even if you didn't know everything to do with it, did did finally knowing the details of this make any difference to you? Yeah, it made a lot of difference. It made me understand why our relationship was the way it was, and it pretty much gave us a plan on how to proceed forward with making our relationship better and building building on that um i mean even, even now to this day we're still working on it right you know because right. i still so I, new. I still don't understand the way he feels i mean i try to but there's there's no way i'll ever understand because i haven't been through what he's been through um do you even understand the way you feel sometimes <laughs> <laughs> um I feel so many different things at so many different times. So that's a. I mean, it's it's a learning process. It is for for everyone. It's a learning process for every single person that's important in your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's everyone's gonna. And I'm lucky that it's so. We told I told him two years ago five almost five years later now the details are coming out and he's dealt with all of that anger for five years some people would have been like peace i'm i'm (laughs) you're crazy i gotta go but he we fought through it um and i think we both saw the value in each other and i think that's what's kept us together um you know i was definitely i was never perfect but he's he's definitely has been very open um and supportive you know 100 percent supportive of everything and knowing the details i think has helped him you know on how to handle situations now a lot better than before you know because he knows it's not his fault mm-hmm. i think knowing the details also rests someone's mind into having to make the assumption of what happened 100 percent, yeah um because you know you can make it out to be a lot worse you can make it to be whatever really you want Mm -hmm. and having that freedom isn't always a good thing right that's very true and i think no go ahead oh i'm sorry No, no, no and i think not that i'm lucky but i i i've we've all heard of worse scenarios when it comes to sexual abuse i mean this could have been someone way closer this could have been more physical than it was i mean there was physical abuse but it wasn't like being punched in the face or things like that Mm -hmm. it's just more so being held against my will but um i don't think any case is better or worse than the other 
I think uh, sexual abuse is sexual abuse. Um, but to knowing some survivors that have been through it, it's there's there can you know that it, it makes me almost thankful I, I haven't had it that mm-hmm. bad. Um, <clears throat> in, to some degree, yeah, that makes any sense. No, it it, it makes complete sense. Um, is the is it's someone that you have that you've seen after it like in your adult like years no no surprise and i don't know how but i haven't and someone asked me what i would do mm-hmm. i don't know if you were going to ask that but they're they've asked like what what would you do my therapist what would you do if you saw them and it took me a while to answer that because i i don't truly know i think i would be in such shock my mm-hmm. body might shut down and it also depends on who I'm with, you know. Nobody that I'm around, besides for family, would recognize the person. Mm-hmm. So I think it would only take a look for Zeth to realize, because I would probably, I don't know, I'd either A, go into to fight mode, or B, shut down, and wherever we are, the world is going to feel like it's ending. Mm-hmm. Do you think he knows the impact it's had on me yeah and just like i feel like there's sometimes that people like suppress this Mm -hmm. to the point where like they don't even believe it happened because Mm -hmm. they've suppressed it so much i think he does i don't think he realizes the toll it's had on me um because i think the way he can make sense of this and i can't speak on on behalf of a an abuser Mm -hmm. i've never been one but i think the way he may perceive it is he was older, he was more experimental. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I were to hear that from him or from anybody that's abused a kid that's been older, um, why wouldn't you choose somebody your own age? You know, some if you are experimental, because I get it, being around 13, 14, that is when that kind of stuff happens your body's changing you're curious but why wouldn't you have chosen somebody your own age so it also leads to where they abused you know and it's like a pattern yeah and that's the terrible part of it and it even with as much awareness as we can provide it won't ever stop and it sucks you know mm-hmm. yeah but the biggest message that I can constantly reiterate is the help that's out there. Mm-hmm. Now, Zeth, do you think that there was a process that that you think that you're going to have to go through as well with, um, like, pr- like processing this and like learning a different way of, you know, of handling the situation? Uh, yeah. Um, so in the beginning, uh, I have to remember that, you know, when we get into our little bickers and our little fights, I try to remember the fact that what happened, and this is why this our fights happen. Um, so I try not to let it get to me. So I either try to walk away or do something to change the subject so we don't fight. Um, I mean, it, it's it's hard to say, really. It's. Uh, do you think that it's brought you guys closer together? Like now that yeah, yeah, I think it's made us made us stronger, and we understand. I understand him more now, 
and why the things happen the way they happen. Um, it's just a matter of me knowing when he's in those moods and how to deal with it and how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if he's in a, if he's in a mood like that and, and I say something wrong, it could set him off even worse. Um, so I just try to kind of leave him be sometimes till he gets his self together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, like I was saying before, everyone, everyone has their own, their own process of things, family members, you know, mutual friends of, uh, you know, I don't know if you have mutual friends with the person that like know him better than you and it, yeah. No, luckily. No, I do not. I mean, I, I think I have an idea of how Zeth would uh, react if he saw him in person mm-hmm. and I and I would <laughs> be smiling right now and, and nodding seductively again. But... <laughs> <laughs> And I would, I would probably, I would condone that. Um, but you had mentioned something that I, I feel is, you know, the, your whole thing here is about awareness. And you had said in passing that it's, it's possible that your aggressor might at one time ha- have been a victim himself. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that to be true. And I certainly don't want to give him an excuse for his behavior. Right. But I think that that shows a tremendous amount of progress on your part forget him but on your part to even acknowledge that yeah i mean that's a ridiculous amount of growth thank you i've never looked at it i've never looked at it that way but it is um because as much hate as i feel for him every day you know that is something i'm curious about you know that unknown was he also a victim um, and in therapy, you know, we, we had talked multiple times to touch back on what I was, um, I had fear that one day when this did all come out or now that it is out, people would think that way of me, you know, are you an aggressor? No, you know, I never, that whole thought disgusts me, but, um, there are two ways you go with that. You become an aggressor, or, you know, and you continue that trend or you stop that pattern. Um, and I definitely think it's something you'd probably develop early on. Maybe, you know, again, not assuming because we don't know if that's what happened to him, but um, look at how young he was when he started. So yeah. it's terrible. I mean, this is this is also on the heels of us having asked you if, you know, or Becky had asked you like if if you believe that he knows what he did mm-hmm. and if he knows that he what he did was wrong, and it could it could very well be that he believed this was normal. This is his normal because maybe it did happen to him and he was you know. And I think that that is something that, you know, I I don't know how many people might be tuning in that are on either end of this, but if you're on the uh, aggressive end of this, I hope that there is a takeaway for you that you don't need to continue this. No. And I think that goes, no, and that's for everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I have not been abused, so I do not know and I will never pretend to know what it is you're going through. But whenever I look at a person, and it could be from a friend to my parent, if there's an attribute 
in them that I don't like, I'm making a conscious effort not to repeat that, not to not to make that a part of my own personality. Right. And I'm sure it's 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 got to be harder for for somebody. I mean, you know, I'm I'm certainly not pretending that everything is that simple. Mm-hmm. But that's part of self awareness, and I think it's it's part of what you're saying. It's like you have to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. for somebody to assume that just because you were a victim that you're automatically going to become this this person that's going to do the same thing to somebody else that's that's a just a terrible correlation to me it is and that could just be my train of thought because i always think if i have children there is no way in hell i will ever trust my kids with any just anybody but um you know i i do think that that is a, a common misconception you know, but it's it's also not a misconception because there there's statistics to that. But to your point, if there are any aggressors that are listening, you know, there's help for you too. And you know, as it's much as it's it it really is difficult for me to understand why you do what you do. Um, I can be somewhat empathetic on the fact that you need help. The fact that you're even saying this right now is yeah. like I could. I mean, I could. I don't know. This you're amazing. I just love the fact that Thank you, you really you you have this level of understanding that I don't think most people even get close to. I've had twenty years <laughs> <laughs> of deep thinking, you know, and I can't imagine being forty years old and having carried all of this and to any 40-year-old or 50-year-old out there that is. I'm here for you. There's a therapist that's there for you. There's hotlines that are there for you. We're here for you. Mm-hmm. For the haters is here for you. Yeah. Um, and it's important to remember remember that. You know, it, even in, I've had a very, very, very supportive group of people to surround myself with. And even if you don't feel that you have that... Um, Number one, you don't know until you're, you're ready to face that, how supportive they can be, because that's fear I've had, and it, it overcame that. But um, number two, you have professional help to seek that will most certainly understand. So now is the time where we come to the end of our podcast. Um, we are running out of time, so what we like to do with each guest is just do final word of advice. Uh, so Zach, actually Zeth, you want to you wanna give advice first? So uh, my advice to anybody that is in a relationship with someone who has been sexually abused is to know that um, despite any rage or outbursts they have, just know that it may not be your fault and you have to be there for them, um, even though how tough it may be. Um, yeah, that's my <laughs> advice. <laughs> That's all I got. Man so of many talk. words. Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk. I'm not a talker. We know. I've to actually, the, I'm, to in, the point in, I'm in pretty impressed with how much you've talked. Me too. Yeah. I'm Thank impressed you. that he did it. Yeah, me too. Actually. I'm happy you did it. <laughs> <laughs> liquid, liquid courage. <laughs> um, Zach, if you want to give a, a final piece of advice. Yes. Um, 
again, I think it's really important to remember how much help you have out there. Um, whether that be family, you know, professional help. I think it's important to, when you recognize this and you feel ready, um, to turn to professional help because as many people in your life that are going to support you and love you, they're not going to know how to help you cope with it. Um, as much as professional help would, but respecting, you know, your terms, um, if it's only a family member, if you only, if you get close to telling one person that one person can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that's important to remember also, if you don't feel ready for professional help, um, to know, you know, we're here for the haters, you know, <laughs> you guys yeah. just, there's so many different options. And I think, you know, it's important to know that. Awesome. I think that's great. Uh, on behalf of, ooh, on behalf of our team, I, I'm, I'm sure Laura will have something to say, but I just want to thank you guys, Zach, especially, obviously, um, for, you know, opening up and putting yourself on a platform that is giving you the opportunity to help other people. Um, you know, sometimes it might, you might not knowingly know how many people that this is going to help. Uh, other times there may be people that reach out to you or reach out to us and say how much this has helped them. Um, and that is inspiring in itself. And for you to have that courage to recognize the help that your story can have on others is really empowering. Um, and you know, I love you as a person outside of this. I guess I should have preempted that. Uh, me and Zach are very, very good friends. Um, obviously this, I've, I learned through the process in the past couple of months as well. Um, and having a platform to give to you to use this as another step in, you know, you understanding this process is the least that I could do in this bigger picture of everything. So thank yeah. you for coming on. No, I thank you. And I thank for the haters and what you guys are doing. It's unbelievable. Um, and last word of advice, believe in yourself because it's so cliche, but you really are stronger than you think. And, you know, and I learned that every single day and thank you both. Um, for giving me this opportunity because <clears throat> excuse me um you know from from day one that was what my ultimate goal was to help someone if there's one person that wants to message me on instagram whatever the case may be mm -hmm. wherever um i would i would love that i would love to know that i've touched one person's life yes yeah. and that's the purpose of this so thank you for the platform of course, Laura. Do you have anything you want to say? Um, I, I don't think I've come to this realization yet. I don't think I've said this yet for sure. But you telling your story to us today, because it's something that you're presently working through, and it's not something that you're reflecting on or it's happened in the past and you're rehashing for us, it's, it's really a different perspective that I feel like you've offered us. And it all, it, in a way, like it, it 
affirms for me and, and, and uh, I'm sure Becky too that listening is really important. It is. You know, like for you to for you to have and you've told us this off camera. I think you might have even said it on camera, but this is this is part of your process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Coming on here and sharing your story is part of your healing. It's like an active factor. And for me to be a part of that is, I, I, I could cry, really. Right. I really, so thank, thank you. you. I mean, and I don't want to make you cry. No. <laughs> and you know, what's weird is I was thinking that when I went to the bathroom, <laughs> but um, you, you guys really are a part of this process, this healing process. And this is a huge step. You know, you had mentioned I'm, I'm brave and I'm strong, which I thank you for so much. But you are. It took so much for me to to do this. I wanted to do it. I mm-hmm. felt so ready, but I had cold feet at certain points, you know, because yeah. it's it's hard. Um, but again, it, the question of relief it comes back when I'm doing this. You know, I feel more relief than I felt yesterday. Mm-hmm. So you guys are helping, and. I thank you so much for that. <laughs> it's just another reassurance of why we're here and why we're doing this, um, which we love. We love the messages that we get from people that we're helping. You know, we love hearing back from people that have been on. And um, one <laughs> one thing that we have realized, though, afterwards um, is sometimes that, you know, the people sharing their stories don't get the response that they are looking for sometimes that they get a response and and i'm not saying this is going to happen to you um but for the people listening we have to think about these are real people that come on these are real stories um this is not just a show i mean yeah this isn't this isn't just a show so if, if you're listening and someone on this show has touched you and have has made you think differently and has made the smallest impact in your life I promise you, you reaching out to that person and telling them that will mean the world to them. Um, There's certain people that have come on that have had regrets of almost coming on because of, you know, the heartache that they've felt from other people and putting other people in this situation. But it's the people that reach out to them that reassures them of why they did this. So if you are listening and... And this goes for every single episode. You can reach out to every single person that's come on this. Um, but we encourage that because even reaching out to us and, and letting us know that these are making a difference is literally what is fuel. It fuels our fire to keep doing this. So. Well, I think, I think to piggyback off that, we are reached out to. I feel like we are reached out are. to in abundance. We are. But, I mean, we tag everyone. So everyone mm-hmm. that we feature, we tag Please, I don't think anybody would object to you delivering mm-hmm. that message directly to them no. because that would that would change the game. That would affirm that what they're doing is purposeful, and we already get enough of that. Mm-hmm. You know, tell them. Yeah, I agree. One hundred percent agree. Awesome. Thank you again for another great week. Uh, we will make sure you follow, like, subscribe, do everything. Please like, subscribe, share, spread the word, spread the word. Share, we, we say spread th- it. we say this every single week because we truly mean it. Each person you share our platform with is another person that we can help. So share with as many people as you can. You know, reach out to us, start a conversation, and always remember you're not alone. So, yeah, awesome. See you guys, listen, hear you guys next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, have a good night.
or day, wherever you're at in life. <laughs> Good night. For the haters, for the haters, come on to it now or later. Whoa, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It don't matter what your name is, share your story, they'll be waiting. Uh, 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 yeah.